My Seven Chakras, episode 74. Be the change you want to see. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's going on, action takers? AJ here, and welcome back to your hub for insights, advice, and stories that will surely transform your life one day at a time, one thought at a time, one idea at a time, and one action at a time. Action takers, every time a new episode airs, I think about you. That's right. I wonder where you are listening to this episode from. Are you at home, in transit, at work? Are you sipping a cup of coffee? But I do know one thing that sets you apart from the rest. You are an action taker and you consciously make a decision every day to listen to a new episode, to learn something new about our beautiful world. And as somebody rightly pointed out, the first step towards getting somewhere is to decide that you are not going to stay where you are. We have a really inspiring episode lined up for today. But before that, I'd like to share a short excerpt from one of my favorite books of all times, Think and Grow Rich. Hopefully, this should stir some powerful emotions in you today. Now, this excerpt is from the chapter titled Imagination. Right? So, it reads, the earth on which you live, you, yourself and every other material thing are the result of evolutionary change through which microscopic bits of matter have been organized and arranged in an orderly fashion. Moreover, this statement is of stupendous importance. This earth, every one of the billions of individual cells in your body and every atom of matter began as an intangible form of energy. Desire is thought impulse. Thought impulses are form of energy. When you begin with the thought impulse, desire to accumulate money, for example, you are drafting into your service the same stuff that nature used in creating this earth and every material form in the universe, including the body and the brain in which the thought impulses function. So think about this. I'll leave you with this thought to ponder upon. And with that, I'm excited to bring you today's featured guest, Nick Pereira. So, Nick, are you ready to inspire? Absolutely, AJ. Well, you just inspired me because I'm pondering now exactly what you said from one of my favorite authors, Napoleon Hill. That was fantastic. Awesome. So, Nick Pereira is the conscious warrior who is helping life coaches, healers, and energy workers generate more leads to become a freedompreneur. Nick, I've given our listeners a short intro, but take about a minute and tell us a little bit more about you. Absolutely. Well, what you said is so perfectly there where I help life coaches and healers and energy workers generate more leads to become a freedompreneur. And for everybody out there wondering, well, what the heck is a freedompreneur? <laughs> That's a simple answer. A freedompreneur is someone who works when they want, where they want, wherever they want, whenever they want, with whoever they want, doing the thing they love to do. And I know the people here watching this show are action takers and you may be listening going i've got a burning desire i've got a passion i've got a mission Mm -hmm. i've got something inside of me that i want to share while i help you bring it to the world 
Mm-hmm. Well, thanks a lot for that powerful intro. And I know that you are a big supporter of having a positive mindset and a belief system. And we are going to learn more about that in a minute. Uh, but before that, you have a wonderful opportunity today to light the spark of inspiration in our listeners' mind. So, Nick, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And how do you apply this quote in your life? Sure. Well, my favorite quote comes from Mahatma Gandhi, and it is, be the change you want to see. And the way that I use it in my life is that everything that I teach, whether from a philosophical or personal development standpoint, or whether I'm talking about sales and marketing, I do in my own life. So everybody that I work with actually knows because they've watched me do it watch me do the system. So if I'm teaching a marketing principle, it's because I actually do it so I personally know the results. So I really love that quote and, I, and I've taken it to heart in all aspects of my life and my business. Mm-hmm. Wonderful quote. There are so many of our featured guests who have shared this powerful quote, be the change that you want to see. And what I picked upon is be the change listeners. Just to talk about it or discuss it, be it, be the change Live the change, feel the change. And once you feel it, once you're taking action, you actually know your results so that people look at you, get inspired and ask you this question, how can I change as well? So thanks a lot for sharing this powerful quote. Nick, what inspired you to create your website, hangoutwithcoachnick.com? What inspired me to create the website was I actually started off, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 17 years old. I'm turning 31 just in a, in a few weeks here. It's over a decade of entrepreneurial experience. And over the last five years as a coach and trainer, I actually got into the coaching world to help others as a life coach. So I became a certified life coach. I went through my life coaching training. And because I've been working with coaches a lot, a long time, I had a lot of knowledge with when it came to life coaching. So I began this journey of life coaching. And what I realized very quickly was that many life coaches that I started to meet and actually started coming to me because they started coming to me and saying, Nick, how are you doing it? How are you building your business so quickly? Because I had years of marketing and sales experience Mm -hmm. and I was actually a sales trainer before a life coach, I was able to grow my life coaching practice pretty quickly. And what I realized and talking to lots of life coaches was that there was a need for life coaches and healers to be able to get their message out in a powerful way where people want to take action. So I saw many coaches and healers struggling to develop a business. And that's not because they were not good at what they do. They're actually amazing at what they do. They can help so many people in such a significant way, find peace, find happiness, However, they themselves needed some business training to infuse into their skill sets. And so that's where Hangout with Coach Nick came because I said, wow, I have those skill sets and now I'm going on my personal development, my spiritual journey, which this turned out to be. I didn't know that when when I first started, but uh, Mm -hmm. the spiritual journey became so powerful in me that I fused those two together and I said, you know what? My mission here is to bridge the gap. So that's how Inspired Hangout with Coach Nick and why I do what I do today. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that you have been an entrepreneur since you were 17 and till date you have over a decade of entrepreneurial experience. You looked at other people in your space, life coaches, and all of them asked you this question because you had the business experience, you had the marketing experience, and they asked you this question to seek help. How are you doing what you're doing? How can I get my message 
out in a powerful way because nick i can imagine a lot of people facing this challenge maybe healers uh, and maybe certain other practitioners having the challenge of charging what they really are worth and the service that they can bring and the transformation that they can uh, have in a person sometimes there's a there's a limitation right a limited belief absolutely especially when it comes to the healers and coaches you know we got into this business to help people and many of us got into this business without even realizing we were getting into business got it so we got into this to help people and we got this and to heal people and to bring a mission and then all of a sudden we've got a business and we're thinking oh wow i need to run a business and i need to know about marketing and i need to know about systems how do i do all this maybe it wasn't something that they even intended to begin with. And so the evolution of a healer to understand how much do I charge? How do I get my message out to people? This is really a business training. And the first thing that first one of the first limiting beliefs that I see with healers out there is this idea is this limiting belief of I'm not a business person or I don't like sales. I don't want to be pushy. Well, these are all limiting beliefs that are actually stopping you from taking your message and your gift and sharing it with so many people. So if you're sitting there listening and going, oh, well, I don't, I, I just want to help people. I don't want to be in business. I want to offer you a different perspective. And the perspective is this. Business is nothing more than the exchange of value. Mm-hmm. So if you have value, which I know you do, then learning to do it in a way where there's an exchange is actually going to help you help more people. So learning the business skills is essential part of getting your message out and helping lots of people. Mm -hmm. So there you go, listeners. Helping somebody genuinely and having a business, they are not separate ideas. They're holistic. They're integrated because as you rightly mentioned, Nick, business as it is, is just exchange of value. The more value you add to people's lives, the more transformation that they can see, the more results that they can experience, the more they're willing to pay you. And that's just an exchange of value, exchange of energy. And the more you have that positive, empowering belief, the more successful you will become. Now, Nick, let's talk about your story. I know that you've got a background in healing too. I know that you're a certified Reiki practitioner. How did you first encounter Reiki? Reiki was actually um, something that actually had a powerful impact in my life. And I started throughout my, through my spiritual journey, I started to read about the Buddha and Krishna and Jesus and the amazing powers, the healing powers. And what I started doing was meeting all of these Reiki practitioners and through my own life, you see, I had addiction. I was trying to quit drugs and drinking, and I had a lot of negative behaviors in my life. And through me trying to quit, I actually turned to energy work, to Reiki, mm-hmm. to heal myself. And it worked in such a powerful way. And then I decided to become a Reiki practitioner myself so that I can understand it at a deeper level and that I could actually help some of the people around me with healing with healing work. Mm-hmm. So I love your story. You started first reading about the ascended masters of Buddha and Jesus. And then you reached out to people who 
could help you and what i loved a lot was that instead of focusing just on getting rid of your addiction you focused on something positive something empowering like reiki and i remember a quote by tony robbins who says focus determines outcome and that's what you exactly did you focused on a practice that you felt could change your life and you focused on that instead of focusing on your addiction and that really helped you Yes, absolutely. And if, if somebody's out there that's dealing with addiction, you know, addiction shows up in many ways, right? So I had drug addiction, but, you know, mm-hmm. addiction shows up in shopping, ice cream, <laughs> you know, food, right? All these yeah. things, all these sort of sense pleasures that we get addicted to, right? And and one of the one of the things that I see a lot when people are talking about addiction is we have to break the addiction, break the addiction, we have to break the habit. This very hard to do if you're just trying to break the habit. I've tried. I've tried to break many habits, tried to just stop cold turkey, but I couldn't control the senses at the time and I would yeah. I would really be, you know, in a in a, a quite honestly, I would I would be my mind would be so occupied with that addiction. And then what I learned was it isn't about – the addiction is just a result. I'm not downplaying the addiction but what I am saying is that if you are addicted to something, so whether it's a drug, overspending, too much drinking, whatever it is, it's that is a, that is a result of something deeper that's going on. And so it's really about focusing, refocusing yourself, so focusing it into – a practice, a healing practice, serving others. You know, you mentioned Anthony Robbins. Well, Anthony Robbins has these six um, human needs. Mm-hmm. And one of the human needs, it's, it's one of, he calls it a spiritual need, which is the need of contribution. True. And he teaches us that contribution actually takes care of all the other needs. And you see what it is, is when we're contributing to others, when we switch our focus so again, into our healing practice, into our business, into contributing to the world, our mind then becomes rearranged to be completely service-oriented. And once I'm service-oriented, guess who I'm no longer thinking about? Me. And if mm-hmm. I'm no longer thinking about <laughs> me, guess what? I'm not trying to feed my addictions anymore. In fact, my addictions, I remember I was smoking a joint and I remember I smoked my last joint and when I got down, I was like halfway down this joint, I looked at it and I was almost like, I wasn't disgusted or I wasn't like upset, but I, I it was like a, this euphoric moment of kind of like, I don't want to do this anymore. That's all it was. It was like, this no longer serves me. I, this doesn't give me the high that I thought it did. Now, the high comes from service. The high comes from achieving. The high comes from, from building something that's meaningful in the world. And this is what's really giving me my new buzz. And, it, and I can do it absolutely uh, you know, drug-free and alcohol-free. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that this does not give me the high anymore, but I'm really getting the high from something else. So you're not not getting high. You're still getting high. <laughs> totally. But <laughs> you're addicted to something else. You're addicted to transformation. You're addicted to changing people's lives. You're addicted to improving your communication as well, right? Because I'm sure that you have goals for your personal development, no matter how fast you've changed or improved personally. <laughs> oh, well, a- absolutely. Like This is a, a never-ending journey. Right. In, in no in no means have I reached some point where I'm like, all right, I'm here. There is no here. There is just continued growth. And yeah. definitely I am high on life. I'm high on how I'm growing and achieving and how I feel inside. And of course, as I feel great inside, 
it shows up in my business. It shows up in my relationships. It shows up in the in the in the physical results as well as in the way that I emotionally feel. Mm-hmm. Now let's go a few steps back for somebody new to Reiki. What exactly is Reiki, and how does it work? Could you provide us a bit of an overview? Sure. So Reiki uh, stands for Ray is life and Key is uh, force. So life force. Reiki life force. And ultimately, it was a monk who I now I, I may have this story a little bit wrong. So if uh, if I make some mistakes, I, I apologize in, in all respects. But it was a monk, and I believe it was a, he was a Christian monk at first, and he was asked by some of his students, "How did Jesus heal?" And not only did he know that Jesus healed, but he knew the Buddha healed. And like you had mentioned, some of these ascended masters, we, they all, we all mm-hmm. know of these healing stories. And he actually went on this journey to find that, out that question. And he searched through the Bible and he read other scriptures and from, from different traditions. And he couldn't really find the answer of how did they heal other people? And was this healing available to us? Or was that just something that they could do? Mm-hmm. And eventually his his store his journey took him into the mountains where he decided that he wasn't going to leave the mountains until he found this answer and he meditated and in his meditation these symbols were flashed to him and when you go and you become certified in Reiki you learn some of these symbols and so these symbols were flashed to him and they were healing symbols and as he came down the mountain because he was found he he thought I found it I found uh, the way to heal he actually the story is that he stubbed his own toe coming down Mm -hmm. the mountain Mm -hmm. and he reached down and he did Reiki to himself and the pain went away and then he reached a village and in the village he met a girl and the girl had her her uh, jaw was uh, strapped and he said to her what you know what's up with your jaw what's happening and he asked her could I practice with you can I can I try something and he relieved her of her pain and ever since that time, um, he went on and he continued to teach others how to do Reiki and he spent the rest of his years healing people. So life force is in everybody and everything and it starts off right from that very first – I love how you started this episode with that quote from Napoleon Hill because that same energy that put all of this into motion, that took all of these little bits and and, and made form – that's life force. That's energy. And that's what you are. That's what I am. That's what we all are. And that is the power that we all have. And we can use that to heal each other and to heal ourselves and to heal our world. Mm-hmm. So he had a question. He went on a journey. He didn't stop till he found the answer. And he didn't stop there as well. He began helping others and teaching others. So action takers, what is your burning question that you have that you want to know the answer for? And what journey are you going to start that you've been waiting for till now, but you can't wait anymore? So think about what is your burning question. Now, Nick, you're a coach and you have group coaching and mastermind programs as well. Firstly, for somebody new to the concept of a mastermind, what is a mastermind and why should somebody consider Becoming a part of a mastermind group. Yeah, so a mastermind, again, we're going to take from uh, Napoleon Hill because he really <laughs> brought this uh, – he, he seems to be in this uh, conversation today. Yeah. He, he brought this concept, um, at least into the Western world, to life. 
is that in uh, and and in the in the Bible it also says this: bring two or more together in His name. Now, mastermind is about bringing multiple groups of, of multiple people together to work in synchronicity. Now, mm-hmm. when you bring two people together, I always give the analogy: imagine you've got two batteries and you stick them together. Mm-hmm. How much more powerful are you? How much more? How much more energy is behind whatever it is that you're trying to move? So ultimately, when you bring a group of people together, even me and you right now in this exchange of conversation, there is an extra energy and power, a third, a third mind, mm-hmm. a mastermind that comes into play. And this mastermind begins to bring in to life whatever it is that we're speaking. Like as we are talking right now, we are also creating a third mind here. Now, and masterminds work in many different ways. The benefits of masterminds from a real practical standpoint is one, association. Who you associate with becomes who you are. So if you're associating with other action takers, people who are growing themselves spiritually and entrepreneurially, people who are making a difference in the world, well, just by that association, you are going to slowly over time become that. Now, another reason for mastermind groups is tapping into collective knowledge. So if you're Mm -hmm. having a challenge right now, well, there's somebody out there that has already solved that challenge. Well, join into a group or a mastermind with them and you're going to get the answers. And what it did for me is it cut the learning curve in half. What might have mm-hmm. taken me 10 years to accomplish, I've been able to accomplish in a few years because I've invested in myself. I've joined mastermind groups. I've joined other programs so that I can be associated with successful people. I can tap into their knowledge. They can help me with the problems and challenges that I face. And as well, from an energetic standpoint, I'm catching on to their vibration. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. You said it. really what it does is a mastermind brings together people to work in synchronicity to create a third mind that is probably much more powerful than the individual minds you know separately right Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned the power of association the power of collective knowledge and listeners i can tell uh, from experience i'm also a part of the mastermind of a mastermind over the last couple of months and uh, it, it's it's powerful because even as an entrepreneur even as a person who is going towards goals uh, there is also a power of accountability right when you say that you're going to do something and you write it down and things like that sometimes you might not follow through but especially if you've told 10 other people in your mastermind group that you're going to do it and you don't do it, you know, you feel bad and you want to really get the goals done because of the power of social proof and the power of accountability. So think and grow rich in case you don't have the book yet, go on Amazon or whatever book store you prefer, grab a copy today and you will thank me and Nick tomorrow. (laughs) Absolutely. So thanks a lot for sharing. Now, staying on the same topic, you currently mentor and coach people around the world through your conscious business. And I'm sure that you've learned many skills, techniques, systems, habits over the 10 years that you've been an entrepreneur, uh, which might seem really overwhelming for somebody starting out. What would you say was your best decision when you were starting out? My best decision? Get a mentor. Get a mentor. Work with a coach. If it's not me, if it's not you, listen to shows like this. Right? This is all mentorship. I ultimately, through your show, you're, you're interviewing guests, you, 
yourself or are bringing your knowledge and your experience. You're clearly leading by example. And that would be to me the best decision I, I, I made and that I continue to make. I'll share with you quickly that. So I mentioned that I've been an entrepreneur since I was 17, but my first five to six years of entrepreneurial ventures were absolutely mm-hmm. disasters. It's like one failed <laughs> business after the next, right? True. I was 17 when I first started my, my very first business in five months. I had lost $5,000. Each month that went by, I was going into another $1,000 in debt. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I quickly got out of that business after five months. And $5,000 at 17 years old was pretty significant. And I, you know, but I had persistence. I kept going. I knew that I never wanted to work for someone. I wanted to carve my own path. And, and I'm so happy I did. But I'll tell you, it was no joyride for the first five years. Now, what changed after that five years? Coaching. I got, I met a coach, uh, a lady named Nicole. And after connecting with Nicole, I had a meeting with her, met her in a coffee shop. She sat down and she started showing me business systems. And I want to give everybody an acronym for the word systems because this absolutely transformed my business. So system means save yourself time, energy, money. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so when she showed me systems and this is how you system build a business, it changed everything because I stopped just trying to throw things at the wall and hopefully it, it, it stuck. I stopped just being busy and I started becoming productive. And this changed the game for me because I see a lot of entrepreneurs, coaches, healers running their practice. They've got tons of ideas going through their head. They're trying to be on every social media platform (laughs) out there. They're trying to do right. They're trying to run a a Google Hangout show, a podcast and blabs all at the same time. And, you know, they're overwhelmed. And the truth is I work less now today than I've probably ever worked in my life. Now, I'm not saying I don't work hard. I definitely don't want to downplay it. Look, I work hard and action takers, we got to take action, which is hard work. And But more than actually hard work, it's smart work. So it's about knowing the right things to do. And why getting a mentor was the best decision I made is because the the mentor can teach you what the right things are to do. This way, when you do take action, you take the right action. Because we can be, we can take all the action in the world, but if we're still taking the wrong action, we're not going to have the success. Mm-hmm. And this is why we see in the world, AJ, we see it. We see lots of hardworking people in the world. You know, people tell me hard work is the key to success. And I'm saying, no, it is part, it's an ingredient, but it's not mm-hmm. the whole thing. Because if that was the truth, then 90% of the world would be financially successful. Successful because most of the world is hardworking. I look around and I see tons of people headed to their jobs, tons of people working, you know, 10, 12 hour days, working very, very hard, but they don't mm-hmm. have the financial success or the fulfillment that they're looking for. So clearly it's not just hard work, but it's knowing the right things to do. You add hard work with the right systems, whew, no stopping you. Mm-hmm. So action takers don't look at your losses as a loss, especially if you're initially uh, going about starting a business, maybe. But firstly, look at a loss as a cost of learning, right? Of course, get a mentor, but you are bound to make, uh, you know, have some failures or cut some losses, but look at a loss as a cost of learning. And of course, get a mentor because you want to reduce your learning curve as much as possible. Don't Reinvent the wheel, but save yourself time, energy, and money. Wonderfully put. Now, Nick, 
one of the biggest reasons that stops a person from growing or being successful or transforming is a self-limiting belief that's rooted deep within us as you sort of hinted towards earlier and i know that you've spoken about this topic during one of your shows but if you had to provide a brief overview how does one go about identifying and breaking a limiting belief that's stopping them from growing and transforming themselves Awesome. That's a great question. And, you know, the one question is always how do, how do we identify our limiting beliefs? Well, there's, there's a couple ways. First thing is look around at your life. Look at the results. Your results are in direct proportion of your belief systems. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is that, you're, that you see, so the amount of money you have in your bank account, the amount of the business that you're running to the level it's at. Now, you may want to think, well, no, no, I believe more. It, it, you do or you're in the process of it. And this is why like, when it comes to affirmations, so people use affirmations to try to reprogram themselves. And I am a believer in affirmations. However, most affirmations for people don't work because we try to lie to ourselves. We try to say, you know, I'm I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. And then we look at the bank account and we're like, oh my gosh, no, I'm not. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know? So so we can't lie to ourselves because our own inner guidance doesn't allow it to happen. We can lie to other people. We can put on a face. We can put on a mask. But we have to start to be authentic and genuine and go, what is really going on? So one word that I actually like to use is I'm in the process of attracting everything I need to be, do, and have to be rich if rich is a goal for you. So look at your life. Those are going to tell you where your beliefs at. Here's another quick way to identify your limiting beliefs. A belief is nothing more than a thought that you think over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So this is about self-awareness. What is it that you're thinking about over and over and over again? Are you thinking about how it's not working out? Are you saying things like, you know, life is tough? I hear that all the time, right? You know, oh, Nick, life is so tough. I don't accept that as a belief. I just acknowledge and say, oh, well, thanks. I appreciate you sharing your perspective. I'm not one to argue someone's beliefs. I'm only, only if someone asks me, do I really mm-hmm. offer what I actually think about that, right? But, you know, I hear all kinds of limiting beliefs in the world like that. You got to do a mental check-in on yourself and say, what do I believe and what do I think? Do I believe that life is tough? Well, and how do I know if it's a belief system? Am I thinking about it over and over and over again? And a third quick way to identify your limiting beliefs is to watch how you react to certain situations, circumstances, or people. So if, let's say, you get a bill in the mail Mm -hmm. and you feel your energy close up, you've got Mm -hmm. a limiting belief on on probably on abundance or finances or somewhere around the the idea of abundance and, and money. If you get a bill and there's nothing there, then good, you're probably abundant or over any kind of things. And I know that I'm talking about personal experience. I used to get bills and I could actually, I used to be afraid to check the mailbox Mm -hmm. because I was afraid that there would be a bill in there and then a bill would come in and I'd be like, oh, and I could feel my energy close. But now I get a bill, bill. right? Another (laughs) bill, right? And another bill. And, and, And what it is, is I have to identify what's that thought. The thought is another bill. Oh my gosh, they're keep piling up. I'm never gonna get out of debt. You see all of those, even though in the time I didn't recognize them as limiting beliefs, but every time mm-hmm. I got a bill or every time I thought about money, my energy would close and these thoughts would come into play. You see, that's my limiting belief showing up. It's it's rearing its head. Now, another great way, especially if we're just talking in the context of money, it's, it's more of a simpler one to identify. Just think about what did your parents 
say about money? Because your your beliefs ultimately came from your environment, society, culture, you know, all of these different things played into your limiting beliefs, your belief systems. So think about if you're having, well, why do I think this about money or why do I have these conversations of these negative sort of feelings about money if that's what you're experiencing? Think about your mom and dad and not in a, in a judgmental way or anything like this, but just think about what were the conversations that they have about money? You know, it's some households, money was like taboo, right? Don't talk about it. We don't talk about money because because there was negative feelings about it or there was some sort of negative belief around it and you may have picked that up, right? So these are a few ways to start to identify your limiting belief. Most importantly, though, I'll have to say, AJ, is that whether you actually identify them or not, what's more important is that you focus on what do I want to believe and begin to focus on the new belief systems that you want to install. Well, thanks a lot for that. Now, Nick, the purpose of most of my questions is to induce a bias for action because, as you mentioned earlier, Action allows us to really experiment and see the results for ourselves. So could you share a health tip that could benefit our body, mind or spirit, which can be implemented immediately? Yeah, meditation. Meditation has absolutely transformed my life. And there's multiple point there's multiple ways of meditation. So if you're sitting there and you think, Oh my goodness, I can't meditate, you know, a lot of people say that, right? Mm-hmm. I sat down for five minutes to try to meditate, my mind became more noisier than ever. <laughs> right? True. The first True. thing I want you to know is that you're still meditating. So, you know, the five minutes is finished and, and, and I've heard this many times. People say, Nick, I didn't meditate. I was like, But did you sit there? Yeah, you sat there for five minutes. Yes, but my, my mind became so noisy. It went into all these different places and all my task lists and all these things showed up. I didn't meditate. You actually did meditate. You're just not very good at it yet, but that's okay. Imagine stepping onto a soccer field for the very first time. You're probably not going to be that coordinated or that good to kick the ball, right? You got to step on the field over and over and over and over again, right? So meditation is no different. It's a muscle. It's like going to the gym, right? You have to do it and practice it. But ultimately, what is meditation from a very simplistic standpoint or, or from the, the point that I want to drive home today is bringing your mind to single point and pointedness. And again, I'm going to pull on our friend who's definitely in our conversation today, Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Napoleon Hill in Thinking Grow Rich and Laws of Success has a chapter dedicated to concentration, focus. You see, meditation is ultimately your ability to focus. So there's different ways to reach points of focus. Athletes reach points of focus. They call it, I'm in the zone. You know, when they've got the ball. So clearly I played soccer, right? I've got the ball, (laughs) right? And it's just like me and that ball are one, right? There's nothing I can't do with it. I'm no longer thinking. I'm just in my flow. That's meditation, Runners, they call it runner's high. When a runner is reaches a point where they're no longer thinking and they're in such flow, they're just striding along, they feel at peace. There, they're in a state of meditation. For me, I do mantras and mantras allows me to be absorbed into the sound vibration of what I'm saying. And these mantras allow me to Get into that zone. So find the meditation that works for you. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be there, sitting there, cross-legged. You know, that's one form of meditation. But the world offers us many forms of meditation. So 
find what works for you. Either way, get, learn how to get yourself into that higher state of consciousness where you're in the zone, flow. You'll notice that the little voice begins to drop down. And as the little voice begins to drop down, becomes the quieter, 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 you've now got space, space within yourself and in your mind to become more healthy. Give up some of the bad habits, install some of the new habits, and change your focus. And ultimately, when you shift your focus, you shift your life. Mm-hmm. So thanks a lot for that powerful tip, Nick. Action takers, if you sat down for meditation and you feel that you can't meditate, relax, take a deep breath, and be easy on yourself. Yes. One step at a time. Increase your focus one session at a time. And with that... We've moved on to today's challenge round. Today's challenge quote comes from one of our action takers, Larry Gesner from North Dakota, who shares all that we are is the result of all that we have thought, which is a powerful thought by the Buddha. So Nick, take us back to a time when you faced a major challenge. What was your initial reaction to the challenge? And then how did you overcome it? Yeah, so I talked about uh, getting over addiction. So this was a number of years ago now. And I remember, so I've been going down this spiritual journey. And I started by, you know, um, really, I started just by watching YouTube documentaries on the Buddha. And Mm -hmm. as I was watching it, this started to grow into me. I knew that I had to give up the drugs. I wanted to give up the drugs and the, and the negative uh, and the alcohol and all this. And so I, I took my pipes and my lighters and I had a bag full of stuff and I dumped it down the toilet and I took everything and I threw it away. And I put it in the garbage. I took it outside to the garbage can. I threw it away. And that first day, I felt pretty good. The second day, I had been using drugs for about 10 years straight. And uh, I was going through massive withdrawals Mm. and I couldn't function. I couldn't sit. Uh, My mood swings were incredible. I went on to the almighty Google and said, Google, what is going on with me? And Google said basically what I read in a few articles was you're going through withdrawals. And withdrawals, is depending on how long you have been using, withdrawals is either going to last a few days or a few months. And I thought, oh my goodness, a few months. And there was actually a contemporary shaman that I was following on Facebook. And I had sent her a message. And I had said to her, look, this is what I'm going through. Can you help? She said, absolutely. So I was on the road the next day to her. It was about a two-hour drive into the middle of nowhere. And this is what I call your spiritual warfare because as I'm headed there the whole time, my own little voice is showing up to me and going, Nick, come on. What are you going and seeing this lady for? Like this is a bunch of woo-woo stuff. This is not going to help you. This this is useless. But mm-hmm. luckily, I didn't listen. I went and I showed up. And there is the first time that I received Reiki. Wow. And what she did was an energy session with me. And about 45 minutes into this session, AJ, I felt this weight just <gasps> – release and tears started streaming down my eyes and from that moment on it became it shifted me and what essentially happened was you see the years of 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 drugs was a form Mm -hmm. of self-abuse right and what ended up happening was that all my chakras all my chakras were messed up i was totally out of line out of out of whack out of sync 
And of course, my business was struggling. My relationships were struggling. It was all, you know, not going well. And what ended up happening to me is over the next few days, I would wake up every single morning as the sun rose because I was in perfect energetic alignment with the planet. Mm -hmm. And I would have these euphoric moments where I could feel the connectedness, the oneness in everything. And I really learned there that this is, you know, I've only, I've heard it and it sounds like a great thing where we're like, we're all one, you know? And it's like, <laughs> well, that sounds nice. No, yeah. it doesn't just sound nice. That is the reality of That's it. That's the reality. That yeah. is the reality. And I got to taste that reality. And ever since that moment, you know, I've been clean. My life's been absolutely transformed. And of course, that's when my brand was born. I'm a conscious warrior. And so, you know, ultimately, what did I do if you're facing a challenge? The inner work. Always remember the outer world is only a mirror of the inner world. So this, this, the energetic world, the spiritual world. And I was so happy that that's the action I took because I could have taken the typical action. I could have gone to the doctor or I could have gone and, you know, and the doctor most likely would have just prescribed me other drugs, a yeah. different form of drugs, right? <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> to say, oh, you're, yeah. you're addicted to the illegal ones. Here, let's take the legal ones then. Legal drugs. Right. Yeah. And, but they're still drugs. Yeah. And this is what people got to understand, right? Like there's still drugs. We're still altering our state through outside substances. And when we can go inside and open up our energy centers and align ourselves, which takes work. And it's not like I could just sit there and now forever and just be in that euphoric state. No, I have to now consistently work. I mentioned my meditations. I do yoga. I do my mantras. This is all keeping my energy centers open wide so that I can continue to feel the euphoria, the connectedness, the oneness. So if you're sitting there, you've got a challenge, look inside mm -hmm. and look for some healing. Look for some some look to heal because if there's a challenge outside, it's because there's a challenge inside. So looking back now, maybe in just one sentence, what is that one major life lesson that our listeners can take away from your story? The world is mirroring. The world is a mirror. Mm -hmm. So your world is reflecting back to you. You powerful. So everything, yeah, everything you see in the world that you love, it's 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 in you, and everything you see in the world that you don't love. It's also in you. So look inside. The world is a mirror. Well, thanks a lot for sharing your powerful story with us. Sharing a story about a challenge or a failure or a struggle is something we encourage at My 7 Chakras because others can surely learn from our experiences. And through our experiences, we learn more about us, about our universe, about our mission, which is also referred to as life's purpose or life's calling by some people. On that very topic, Ralph Buchanan once emphatically exclaimed, when you walk in purpose, you collide with destiny. So, Nick, have you found your life's purpose? And if yes, what is your purpose? My life purpose, I think purpose changes as we evolve. Mm -hmm. I really do. But right now, my purpose, which I am living, is to help life coaches and healers spread their message and their gifts to a larger uh, community so they can have more impact, which equals more income. Now, looking back now, was there ever a particular moment beyond which you were convinced that you were on the right track towards your destiny. Yeah, I, I'm convinced of that right in this moment. You know, being here, talking to you, doing what I do for a living and going down the spiritual journey that I've been going down, 
I feel like I am on track and that I am fully being led. And I always give it up to a higher power for me that works for me where I always just say, look, I am ready, willing, and able. You know, every day I say I am ready, willing, and able. And it's amazing what's been showing up in my life. And when we are willing to surrender mm-hmm. to our purpose and, you know, surrender, excuse me, surrender is often taken as a word of weakness. Mm-hmm. But to me, surrender is a word of strength because it is the most difficult thing to surrender to our purpose because we have all these worldly distractions. The world wants to tell us, no, you can't follow your purpose. You got to go get a job, <laughs> right? No, you can't follow your <laughs> purpose. You, you know, that'll never work. No one will ever buy that that's not going to happen go get a job go you know work for a big corporation where and there's nothing wrong with those things there's nothing wrong with going to get a job or working for a company or anything like this it's just that i know that most likely if you're listening to this you know that there is something deeper for you there is something that you're meant to be doing sharing something you're supposed to be taking action on take action on it even if the world tells you It'll never work. If you feel it in your heart, trust it. It will work and it will work. Your passion will pay you more than anything else. Powerful. And with that, Nick, we have finally arrived at the wisdom round during which I ask you four rapid fire questions and you respond with nuggets of wisdom so that our listeners can take notes and take action. Are you ready? Awesome. I'm ready. Awesome. So, Looking back at your life, what is the best advice that somebody ever gave you? Wow, that's a tough one, AJ. I <laughs> thought I was ready. <laughs> uh, there's so much good advice. I'm going to restate what I said before, which is the world is a mirror. Got it. Name a personal habit that keeps you strong. Daily gratitude journal. So Nick, what is your morning ritual like? So every morning I get up and I have hot water with lemon in it. Mm-hmm. I have some breakfast. And I do my daily gratitude journal where I write things that I'm grateful for. And then I do a round of mantras. Mm -hmm. So name a book that has played a big role in your personal development. Wow. I would be remiss if I didn't say Thinking Girl Rich by Napoleon Hill. Perfect. Just one minute. So action takers to access the show notes visit www.my7chakras.com slash 7 Four. That's my7chakras.com slash 74. And do me a favor. My mission is to influence a million lives in the next five years. So if you can share this episode on Facebook or Twitter, every action counts, right? So the link is www.mysevenchakras.com slash 74 in digits. So Nick, it was great having you on our show today. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for. Tell us the best way we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Awesome. Thank you. So I am really grateful for what you're doing, AJ. And I truly say that with all my heart and my soul because I am truly grateful for for conscious warriors like yourself who are spreading a positive message because your success and your mission of reaching a million people is going to help everybody, including myself. So I'm very, very grateful for you. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Nick. And I'm so grateful for you for sharing, for being bold and courageous of sharing your story with all our listeners so that we can learn, we can take action. And not only that, you have that 
in you to teach people and not just share your story, but teach people on how they can write their own stories. So thanks a lot for coming on our show. And how do we get in touch with you? Absolutely. You can go to www.hangoutwithcoachnick.com. All my links are there, all my contacts there, and you can watch some of the episodes of the Hangout with Coach Nick show. So once again, it's hangoutwithcoachnick.com. So there you go, action takers. Today was a blast of an interview. We had discussed so many things like uh, limited beliefs, masterminds, power of coaching, mentorship, and how you can write your own story by taking action irrespective of where you are today irrespective of how much knowledge you have as far as business or marketing or sales is concerned i know it can be really overwhelming but i know that you're an action taker so if you want to know more you want to get in touch with nick you want to take action go to hangoutwithcoachnick.com and you know you learn more automatically and if you like this episode head on over to my7chakras.com slash review. Subscribe to our show so that you have all the latest episodes downloaded automatically to your iPhone, your device, your iPad and leave us a rating and review because reviews really, really matter. And I read each and every one of your reviews just to get some feedback, to get some idea of whether uh, you like the show or you want some other topic or some other guests as well it'll just take a minute so leave a review and let me know what do you think of today's episode so nick again thank you so much for coming on our show inspiring us with your story and taking us one more step closer to a human revolution awesome well thank you so much for what you're doing i appreciate the opportunity you're listening to my seven chakras Go to my chakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.